Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Wednesday, November 16th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Taylor Massetta. And I'm Noah Osborne. Let's see What's What in the Big Apple. Former President Donald Trump has officially tossed his red hat into the 2024 presidential ring. The announcement came last night following some less than encouraging results for many Trump-backed candidates during the 2022 midterm elections. Currently, it's unclear who Trump may have to contend with to clinch the Republican nomination, but some signs have been pointing to a potential showdown with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who was very successful during the midterms. We'll have to wait and see. Riding yellow taxis is going to cost even more green. That's right, Noah, because for the first time in a decade, taxi drivers are getting a raise. And with that raise comes fare hikes for passengers. The Taxi and Limousine Commission voted to raise the base fare to $3. That's 50 cents up from the previous $2.50. The fare hikes are expected to go into effect by the end of the year. Rockefeller Center has already decked their halls for the holiday season. Brooklyn illustrator Lorraine Nam decorated the area with over a dozen festive vinyl murals. The project is called Dance for Joy. Each mural depicts children celebrating the Christmas season. Nam says that her artwork celebrates the infectious energy of the people of New York, especially during the holidays. You can take Nam's artwork home with you, too. She's also created holiday-inspired maps of Rockefeller Center, which you can pick up throughout the area. You know, the music world knows him as Prince, but he's got a legacy fit for a king. That's right, and the Apollo Theater and Image Nation will be honoring the music icon with a documentary screening called Mr. Nelson on the North Side. The film will explore Prince's greatest influences during his early years, as well as how his purple reign over the music industry would make history. The screening will kick off tomorrow at the Apollo Theater at 7 p.m. So is Jessica Chastain pursuing an EGOT? Not too sure about that, but she is making her return to Broadway. The Oscar-winning actress will star in a revival of A Doll's House. Chastain will play the lead Nora Helmer, a dissatisfied housewife during the 19th century. The show debuts next spring. The Mets are about to have some company. The New York City Football Club and city officials reached a deal to build a new soccer stadium right next to City Field. The 25,000-seat stadium will be built in the Willets Point neighborhood. The project also includes a 250-room hotel and 2,500 housing units. It's the city's largest development of affordable housing in decades. The New York City Football Club is paying for the entire cost of the stadium, estimated to be about nearly $800 million. It'll be completed by 2027. Speaking of sports, we have Annabelle Watson here, ready to take it away with today's sports stories. Starting off in the MLB, the New York Mets manager Buck Showalter was named National League Manager of the Year last night. This is Showalter's fourth time winning the award, making him the third person to do so and the first person to do it with four different franchises. Showalter is the first Met manager to win the award since 1983. Moving from Flushing to the Bronx, the Yankees re-signed first baseman Anthony Rizzo. Anthony Rizzo agreed to a two-year, $51 million deal yesterday. This past season, Rizzo hit 32 home runs and had 75 runs batted in. The first baseman is well-liked among his teammates, especially star Aaron Judge, who the Yankees are hoping to re-sign in the offseason. The University of Virginia has canceled their final home football game of the season after a shooting on Wednesday killed three of their players. Christopher Darnell Jones Jr., a current student but former UVA football player, has been accused of murdering his three classmates. He was denied bond by a judge earlier today. With WFUV Sports, I'm Annabelle Watson. Every month, we feature an interview from Fordham Conversations. 
This month, WFUV's David Escobar sat down with Jill Jones to talk about her book, South Bronx Rising. They talk about the original book and how changes in the Bronx influenced the re-release. You decided, obviously, to give a new edition, refresh it in 2022. Why was 2022 the year to update it? In 2017, I got an email from a reader saying that he'd read the second edition and he and he said, you really should come back and write an additional chapter and for a third edition because so much is going on here. So much has happened. So I returned to the Bronx in 2017 for the first time in 14 years. In addition to the physical rebuilding of the Bronx, you had the return of arts and culture in so many ways. You know, all these new museums and then the environmental aspects of it. I, I think you're touching on all of this and, you know, you're talking about, you know, the Bronx being rebuilt. But what did that really look like, like when you came out? Well, the place looked thriving. Uh, many new trees. I mean, the, the Bronx physically looked much greener. And then there was a lot of new building and all this rezoning. Again, if you think of the Bronx as the seventh biggest city in the country, there's almost no city that was as abandoned and burned down as the, the South Bronx that has rebuilt the way they have. And the other thing is that the population had bounced back. I think the other thing to, that we can't really overlook in this um, is the idea of a gentrified Bronx. And, you know, as it's being rebuilt, that also means that there are people that are going to be leaving, that are getting pushed out. And so I'm curious when you were talking to people for the book, like, what exactly does gentrification look like? So, yes, I heard a lot about gentrification. It was a dominant theme. So if you know that 70% of the people who live in the Bronx are rent challenged, you know this is a real issue. At a time when New York was really booming, all of a sudden as they, the city rezoned all these indust old industrial sites along the Harlem River. And if you look at the many developments that are either finished or finishing, some portion of those are truly affordable, but the, the others where they're described as affordable, they aren't really. I mean, people were finding themselves pushed out because there was an entire new atmosphere in which your apartment suddenly was valuable in a way that hadn't been true 10 years before. You've spent decades engaging with the Bronx. What's one thing you learned about the Bronx in your research that you think people just have to know? Well, I, I think the Bronx it really is a place that shows that people power, so regular citizens who are savvy enough to understand how to create their own little institutions, which in turn learn how to plug into bigger sources of political power, economic power, can accomplish miracles. That was Fordham Conversations host David Escobar talking to Jill Jones about the new edition of her book, South Bronx Rising. Fordham Conversations enlists the help of the Fordham community to tell stories about our world. And that's our show for today. I'm Noah Osborne. And I'm Taylor Massetta. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports.
And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.